You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10-5. Victory. Cowboys win. The ghosts are exorcised. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a Thursday. we got preseason NFL to talk about, a lot of college football. Week zero just a couple days away, so we'll get to all that. But right now, let's talk some NFL. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Brad, we're two weeks away from the start of the NFL season, and we get some injury news last night. And I feel like for the most part this summer hasn't been significant injury news that will – you know, change a lot of projections or feelings on teams, but this one might. Tyron Smith, left tackle for the Cowboys, out. It sounds like it could be a season-ending type of injury. How big of a deal is that? And what's your perspective on the Cowboys? Um, it feels like they're coming way back down to earth after last year. Yeah, it's a massive loss. I would agree with you. It might be the biggest injury in the NFL so far. Here at a 91.4 grade for us last year. He is truly one of the elite pass blockers. And, yes, he has – had injuries in the past, but played almost all of last season. And my outlook on the Cowboys is pretty bad. I mean, at this point, they're going to have a new left tackle, new left guard, and new right tackle as full-time starters. Obviously, have lost a ton of their receiving weapons. They're currently plus 180 to miss the playoffs, and I don't hate that bet. I wanted to get your perspective on week number three in the preseason, which kicks off tonight with a couple of games. Now, we, we are seeing all sorts of different opinions. And over at PFF, you, you guys have uh, relationships and, and work with some teams. But th- there's no uh, thinking across the board with this change down to three games. There are some respected coaches like Shanahan that are taking a look at and say, our starters are going to go the first half. And you have other very uh, well-respected coaches that are saying, no, this is not worth it. This is our last preseason game. Let's not forget that. And the last thing we want to do is deal with some injury in the final preseason game. Where do you stand on this? And just, you know, maybe if you don't have a strong side on it, just the overall thought process on uh, week three in the preseason. You know, I do understand the argument of trying to get ready and and getting these game reps. Maybe the context matters of are you a younger roster that's trying to learn and those, those reps matter versus a more veterans Q roster. But for me, you just look at what happened with Zach Wilson, and, and that just outweighs everything else. I mean, if Zach Wilson had torn his ACL, there's a chance he literally gets their GM and head coach fired. Like, that's how bad an injury to an important player can be. So, you know, I respect Shanahan. At the same time, one of his disciples and Sean McVay infamously never plays his guys, even a single snap in the preseason. 
we've studied, you know, are they slow out of the gates? They start the season early. Um, they start the season poorly, which they do not. Like, there's really no correlation. For me, I, I do feel pretty strongly. I would not play a single guy. I do not think it is worth it, even if there is some rust. I, I just don't think it is worth the potential downside risk of a Zach Wilson-type injury. Yeah, I agree. Packers at Chiefs, Niners at Texans tonight. Um, anything, any plays that you have, any bets where maybe there's still some value for our listeners? So I, I know you asked about tonight. Uh, I do have one preseason game I like. It is tomorrow, though. So I guess not directly answer mm-hmm. your question. I apologize. But um, I like the Bills tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about a coaches mm-hmm. that like to play their guy, Sean McDermott has played a lot of his guys. Also, you know, basically the backup quarterback situation I think matters the most. And Case Keenum and Matt Barkley are a pretty solid number two and number three quarterback. So even without Josh Allen playing, they're starting a lot of other starters. I trust their two backups. I just think giving a full touchdown to the Carolina Panthers, who, yes, are playing some Baker Mayfield men, uh, Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker will play in the second half. I still think it's too many points. So that's my – the one preseason game I'm circling right now for this weekend. Brad Spielberger joining us here. Brad, um, 15 illegal contact penalties were called in week one of the preseason. Not sure exactly the number for week two, but it was 15 in week one. 36 all year last year across the NFL. It's a point of emphasis there. They're telling the referees this year to kind of bring that back and enforce it. What do you think the impact of that will be? I mean, those are free first downs, I would think. The chances of scoring going up, if this is a thing in the NFL uh, this year, will will be there. What do you think about the illegal contact um, being forced more and how it will change games, totals, and the way we bet this? You know, it's really frustrating because I remember last year there was a similar scenario with hitting the quarterback and roughing the passer. And sometimes the preseason is an indicator of what it's going to be like during the regular season. And then other times it's not. I want to say two years ago there was something to do with pass interference uh, maybe lowering the head was one of the, you know, I forget what it was. They're always testing out these different rules. And there was a ton of enforcement in the preseason, and then it didn't carry over. So it's kind of hard to predict. Are they trying to enforce it now to threaten teams to get ready for this being called? And they are going to call it, or are they not going to call it? At the end of the day, you know, I, I think the general sense is the more and more you can emphasize offense and scoring and benefit the offense is probably what's going to happen. Um, so I, I would skew towards that because I think the NFL is always skewing towards trying to increase scoring and moving the football down the field. With Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, and over at PFF, Brad is a salary cap analyst over there. And Brad, final cuts coming up on Tuesday, just a few days after uh, this final preseason game, and we'll see a number uh, probably happen over the weekend before we get to Tuesday. What are the big names to look out for? Because we know there are a number of teams probably the bottom half of the league that, that have a, a bunch of positions that they're going to keep be uh, keep it a close eye on. Yeah, so I think some guys that can make an immediate impact in a lot of different places. One for me is Darius Slayton in New York. They did have an injury to Colin Johnson yesterday. He tore his Achilles, so maybe that keeps him on the roster. But if not, I think he could go somewhere in a new space and be a really good downfield threat. Daniel Jones just does not have time to even look down the field. And I think that's really hampered. Slayton's uh, production, and then a couple of recently highly drafted guys. I think Ross Blacklock is an interesting name for the Houston Texans. He is not a fit in Levy Smith's defense. He's more of a pass rusher. They're kind of trying to use him to take on blocks and, and be a two-gapper and do things that he's really not comfortable with, and I think he could go somewhere else. 
a, the 40th overall pick, I want to say, in 2020, I think he goes somewhere else and make an impact as a guy that can get upfield on the interior and make some plays uh, you know, in, in the past game. So those are a couple guys. I know there's rumblings about guys like an Alex Leatherwood, the, the first-round pick of the Raiders mm-hmm. last year. I would be surprised if they cut the 17th overall pick one year into his, into his career. Maybe a trade happens, but I don't see a cut there. Um, you know, maybe they kick him inside to guard, but a cut would be pretty drastic. But I do think there are going to be some surprises. It sounds like, you know, because of the influx of a lot of undrafted free agents this year, because kind of a lot of guys stayed in college because of COVID, there are some kind of roster battles and, and end of the roster, you know, potential surprises we're hearing around the NFL. Brad, what is your approach um, to the first couple weeks of the NFL season? These lines have been out for quite some time now. Um, what, how do you bet it, or do you, you know, wait? What's kind of your strategy? Yeah, I think the biggest one is, is really not to overreact, um, and I, it's, it's very hard to do. Um, but you know, you look at kind of the correlation between a team's record in the first four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks to their end of season record. And the data shows that, you know, it takes until about week eight or ten for us to truly know who these teams are. So I'm not saying you shouldn't bet. Obviously, you should have your priors and understand who you think is good and bad. But, you know, if a team starts slow or a team starts hot, like a Carolina Panthers going 3-0 and out of the gate last year and then finishing, what, 5-12, and you can't overreact. So the, the biggest thing for me is to remind myself, you know, things have not changed. You've identified teams you like this year. You can't overreact to what happens early. Um, and I do, I would say, I bet less. My volume is lower. I pick and choose my spots more early in the season and kind of let, you know, learn from the, the early weeks and then try to apply that going forward. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Brad, uh, there's going to be a reaction here. The question is, is it going to be warranted if the Steelers make a change at quarterback, or at least a change from what we think it's going to be or what we thought it was going to be? Mike Tomlin's hinted that 
This is not potentially over yet. The quarterback battle after the way Pickett is playing the preseason games. Right now we're looking at Bengals six and a half point favorites week one against the Steelers. The assumption is Trubisky. If it's Pickett, would you be more likely, less likely to be on the Steelers early in the season? What's your thought on the the, uh, Steelers quarterback situation and how it'll change what you think of the team? I do think Kenny Pickett will make starts this season. Um, I still would be somewhat shocked if he starts week one, and I would say I would actually be more likely to bet the Bengals um, if it is Kenny Pickett in week one. Uh, look, he, he has played well in the preseason, but I think you, you go look at the tape. Not only is he playing against you know third and fourth stringers, but he's kind of taking what the defense gives him. They're playing a lot of soft zone. He is getting the ball out quickly and throwing it in about 5.5 average depth of target and about 2.5 seconds you know, average time to throw. Both developments, I think, are good. His issues at Pitt were kind of holding out of the ball too long, trying to hit the home run too often, um, and always throwing downfield. So I think it is good to see, but I also don't think kind of the narrative of him being this preseason star um, is as true as, as maybe you know it, it looks when you just look at the stat line. But I do think he will start this year. I think Trubisky has not had a good camp by all indications. And also, if you're the Steelers, I mean, what's the point, right? If you're not a competitive team this year, Trubisky can be cut after this season with almost no penalty. You took this kid in the first round and pick it. Why not get him some starts in the second half of the season? But I just don't see week one at this point. Brad, let's say uh, let's say you're doing a contest. What is the first NFL side that you are plugging in? And I, I know you pay attention to college football, too. Anything that you like for this weekend? Ooh, well, I will say one is a total homer pick, but uh, my Vanderbilt Commodore is going out to Hawaii on Saturday. Uh, it is a tough place to play, uh, but they're laying six and a half points. I don't think it's enough. I think they will cover that number. Uh, maybe I just have the, you know, gold and black covered glasses. But, you know, I follow the team probably too closely. Uh, I don't think anyone should follow a Vanderbilt Commodore's football team as much as I do. But I, 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 think, I, I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown in that contest. You know, as the NFL – uh, unfortunately, my favorite play has kind of changed now. I was all over the Ravens minus four and a half against the Jets. It's now at seven, so you obviously can't bet Oof. that anymore. Yeah. And funnily, funnily enough, kind of similar to your Pickett Trubisky question, I'm not even sure that's moving the right correction. I think the Joe Flacco revenge game, um, he might at this point honestly be better than or equal to Zach Wilson. So should it have moved almost a field goal? I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, and then the last one too is. You know, I think the Browns plus one and a half at Carolina. You know, I get it's another revenge game with Baker Mayfield, and I get it's, you know, Jacoby Brissett, obviously. But, I mean, I think they're the better team, and I think they are still going to win this football game. Uh, Brad, which teams in the NFL, besides maybe some of the obvious, like the Falcons or the Seahawks, would you be looking to fade? Interesting. So the Titans are one for me for sure. Um, I mentioned the Cowboys earlier, and obviously the Tyron Smith injury makes that even worse. But the Titans I do not see as a playoff team at this point. Um, and, and then you look at the AFC West. I, I mean, I think the Raiders are, are just, you know, not one of the better teams in this division. Uh, I think arguably going to miss the playoffs again uh, this year, not going to repeat as playoff contenders, um, and could finish fourth in that obviously gauntlet division. So there's those two. Uh, I don't think those are super obvious. Maybe they are, but but those are two that mm-hmm. I, I've been targeting to fade um, pretty much the entire offseason. How about the other side here, Brad? Um, the Lions are getting a lot of steam right now. Hard knocks going on. Uh, they're a team that covered a lot of games last year, so people think they're probably a little bit better than their record was last year. Their total six and a half, moving towards seven. Um, 
do you think the Lions are ready to take that next step and be a decent football team? Or you think this is a little bit overreaction because people like the Lions and like Dan Campbell and they're watching hard knocks? You know, I do think it's a bit of an overreaction at this point. Obviously, my colleague Eric Eager has been trying to restore the roar all offseason. Um, and, and I also, we <laughs> joked in our, in our office chat, <laughs> and we, we went back and looked actually at every team that participated in Hard Knocks and their season win total before the first episode and at the end. And pretty much every single one went up by about a half a win. So I think fans, just like you said, they fall in love with the team and they see behind the scenes. They think it's cool. They want to root for the team. Um, so, uh, you know, I do think the Lions are going to be better. I still think they could cover the six and a half, but I wouldn't bet it now. I think the value is lost. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I love them on both sides of the trenches. And I think that is, you know, for me, I'm kind of a trenches guy. I'm, I guess, old school in that regard. And their offensive line is, is frankly one of the better in the, in the NFL. And their defensive line is young, but I think is getting there. They have some injuries to start the season, but I think Aiden Hutchinson has shown he is a dude, even at the NFL level. They have some young interior guys from last year's draft that I like. Um, and, and I think if they can control, you know, the line, then, then I think they can make some things happen in a weak NFC. Brad, about a minute left. Uh, not a lot of positive reports throughout camp with Washington. Are you still higher than most on the command uh, than most on the commanders? Yeah, yeah, I was just about to go there. So, you know, I still am. I, I know there's been some, you know, some scary reports about Carson Wentz, that he's been erratic and, and inaccurate at times. I mean, that, that is Carson Wentz. I think we heard the same thing last year in Indianapolis. And, and I just think he still has a better receiving core than he had last year, a similar offensive line. Um, you know, I kind of knew not, – I'm not trying to say like I'm a genius. Like Chase Young missing the first four games was known if you were following the reports. It was pretty evident he was not going to start the season – um, healthy was going to land on that pup list. So if there was a reaction to that in the market, I honestly think you got more value because that already should have been known. Um, I'll stick with it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to abandon my Washington Commanders just yet. Great stuff, Brad. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus on the Roman Guest Line. Free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. On the other side, we'll go off the board. Talking Thursday Night Football, Al Michaels, Herb Street, their first broadcast tonight, and our favorite accents. That's next on the BeckQL Network. <laughs> You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.